0: I I just remember being in the draft and everybody laughing at me because I picked Ronald Jones Jr. as my first RB off the board in, like, the fifth round, and everybody's like, oh, I was like, all right. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted, Season 4, Episode Number 11. This is the podcast where we're talking fantasy football, man. And I am joined by the illustrious, the hilarious, the amazing co host, Alex K. Oh, that's right, Alex K. And I'm just a guy here, J Mac, a.k.a. Jamal, for all you LA Locals fans out there.
1: You'll never hear it.
0: Oh, man, Alex, what a week fantasy wise for me. Boy, oh, boy. Actually, it wasn't that impressive, but it was a range of emotions. Games were quite a dichotomy for me from going up, up, up to just a nail biter to down, down, down on my other one. So
1: what was your overall record between all, all three of yours?
0: I am two and one this week.
1: Not bad. Not bad. How about you? I was 50%, um, and by, like, a hair in one of them.
0: Oh, no. Do you have one of those just less than, like, a point kind of games? It
1: it was, like, .42 or something, just embarrassing.
0: Alex, you should start keeping a tally of how many of those you have a season, because it's a pretty high percentage.
1: It happens uh, very, very frequently for me
0: more often than i would ever want because that seems super frustrating and stressful but we'll get into that a little later when we talk about our recaps but uh for right now i want to get into the fancy talk question of the weekend i want to know do you ever think it's important to just keep making moves on the waiver wire do you think it's important sometimes just kind of pump on the brakes and just let things settle for a moment
1: you know it's tough i think i go both ways on the answer here uh classic me the way i like to do it is I always want to be on the waiver wire, but, like, for instance, this week, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm playing against Jason. He doesn't have a great team. I don't have to do too much. Um, So I purposely didn't play too hard on the waiver wire. I had dropped Trey Burton uh, because I had him in my IR spot, and I was like, I need to pick him back up. I know I do because... He did exactly what I thought he was going to do oh. last week and the week before, so I need to get him. But I was like, you know what? I'm playing Jason. I'm not going to do it. And Jason picked him up, put him in his starting position, and I was like – I felt yep. it in my bones. I was like, this is this is so on brand for me.
0: And it's so on brand for him, too. He get, he trades away Kittle for almost next to nothing. Then he picks up just a random tight end because he needs a tight end now. And then, of course, it's the guy who pops off 19 points in a game. Luckily, it. it wasn't that big of a deal for you in the end. But still, like, that's this weird cosmic karma around.
1: So I like to be active. The answer is I like to be active. You need to be active.
0: I See, now, I, I do think... Overall, I've been getting more aggressive on the waiver wire the past two seasons. This show has definitely helped me feel a little more energized there and always be more active and checking it out and all this kind of stuff. But I do think there's times where you can get overzealous about it and you do have to kind of pull back a little bit, sit with what you have, allow them to kind of like percolate and let them kind of fill in what their potential can be, Uh, especially around this time of the season. Maybe I, I think that's where you can start looking to like see where your team's at. All right, Alex. So that is our fantasy talk question of the week. And let's move into the top five weekly position rankings as we normally do here.
1: I have to say that's one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, I think that's helped me the most. What's Uh, that? Our top fives. You know, we didn't do it last year and we've started doing it. And even from the draft, it seemed to be one of those things that's really, really helped me.
0: I agree 100%. This is a new feature that we added this year, and it's really helping us just get a better feel for the league overall. And it helps us understand sometimes we see these weeks where people are just on the waiver wire who light it up and then maybe they're available for us.
1: I agree. What do we do? Are we going to do quarterbacks? Is that what we're going to do first?
0: I think we are going to jump into some quarterbacks here, as we typically do, and I'll start it off here at number five. Mr. Monday Night Tonight, Kyler Murray, he threw up three touchdowns tonight against Dallas, and he had 28 points. So, look at that. The floor this week for our quarterbacks is 28 points at number five. Coming in at number four, wow, hitting up his first top five I think this season. Carson Wentz with 29 points in a very gutsy effort, although not a Perfect effort, but man, he's just still getting the points
1: but he's like, he was against Baltimore the first half. He had like three points. I mean, that is an incredible score
0: for his performance. Yeah, the whole game was, it was a really weird, crazy game. Moving in at number three, we have Ryan Tannehill coming in with 29 points, 29.56, just squeaking by Carson here in our rankings. Uh, moving into number two, we have Matt Ryan also jumping up in the top five. Actually, them holding on to this big lead that Matt Ryan built them up and seems like uh, like we talked about it. Atlanta really came out trying to prove something after their coach got fired. As we said, two weeks in a row, both teams kind of really showed up. We'll have to talk about where we think we'll go from here. But coming in, number one, also, same thing, second week in a row, new coach in there, Deshaun Watson, 32 points, topping out our quarterbacks for the week. Uh, He had, uh, let me see here, four touchdowns for 335 yards, man. He really just lit it up. Same thing for Matt Ryan, 371 yards for four touchdowns. Also, Ryan Tannehill, four touchdowns. I mean, I mean, top three really just lighten it up with their arm this week. So anything that you take out of some of these guys, do you think Carson Wentz is going to continue this ride? I mean, we've talked about this before with you having him. He's still throwing points up, even playing bad or the team playing bad.
1: Yeah, he can only get better, in my opinion, because, again, this is his poor. This is his floor. Yeah. You, like, imagine if he he actually gets it to Fulgrim or Fulgham or how do you ever say that guy's name on on your team? Fulgrim. Um, so, yeah, I expect him to do better.
0: Fulgroom is only a journeyman wide receiver. Like, wait, wait, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not even That's like I mean. Alshon Jeffrey.
1: No. And so they're going to he's going to make some connections with some of his wide receivers as time goes on. So I expect bigger things for him. I'm amazed Deshaun Watson finally went off because the critics were kind of getting at him.
0: Yeah. And it's nice to see that. And it seems like they're finally just kind of letting him do his thing. Rather, I don't know what they're doing now with Bill O'Brien. And what do you think about this, Matt Ryan? Do you think this sticks or do you think this is kind of a, a flash in a pan?
1: No, I think we talked about this last week. He got about two weeks out of Atlanta before the new coaching system starts kind of messing with the performance. But I'm not incredibly surprised because I called this before the season started.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into the Ryan Tannehill a little later. I got questions to ask you. What you think? All right, moving on. Let's get into the tight end position. What do we got going on here?
1: Tight ends number number five still on our waiver wire. He Darren Fells of Houston Texans. He got seventeen points. Travis Kelsey, my man, with nineteen points, but just a little bit higher. Trey Burton. Uh, expected that to happen. Not two touchdowns, but. You could have had them both. You could have had them both. I could have had them. I could have had three of the top tight ends, but unfortunately I played dangerously and dropped him. But sometimes you have to do that to make room for other people like Jamal Williams, who did nothing for me. Uh, Then number two, I've got George Kittle, Mr. Taste the Rainbow himself with 20 points. And then a new one on our waiver wire. I'm guessing because uh, John Smith went down at some point in the game. Ah, So
0: Anthony Fisker. Anthony Fisker. I'm like, who is this guy? I didn't even hear about this happening. Now I see uh, Jonu Smith went down with an ankle injury. haven't heard anything else about Jonu Smith as far as the ankle injury, so we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Uh, Darren Fells, this one's a frustrating one for me. Cause I picked him up in another league, uh, my dynasty, and then I forgot to put him in. All right, Yeah. frustrating. And that's a frustrating one. The two, I'll just say this, uh, Houston tight end, it's really hard to pin down which one they're going to go with. They have also Jordan Atkinson, I think is their other one. And each week it seems like one of them was supposed to be it. And it seems it goes back and forth. I, I don't know where this goes from here. The other guys are doing their thing for Kelsey and Burton. Or Kelsey and Kittle.
1: Yep, Kelsey, Kittle, uh, Waller had a buy this week.
0: Well, you had this feeling about Burton. Is this a longer term thing, or do you think this is just a f- sort of blip on the screen?
1: Pick him up if you can get him, if he's still in the early. Cause I picked him up when he was on the IR for that very reason.
0: Okay, all right. Oh, so he just came back from the IR?
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, this is only his, like, third week back from the IR. Oh, wow.
0: Because I was eyeing him up, too, because I knew I from Eagles time back in the day in Chicago. And so I just at least knew the name. I wasn't sure where he was on the depth chart, but obviously he was a big help. All right. Let's move on to the defense then. And coming in at number five, we have Denver making uh, popping up here high. Uh, they played New England. They got 14 points. So that's a really nice floor right there. Coming in at number four, we have Arizona tonight playing Dallas and really just, you know, Beaten the heck out of them. They it got 15 Dallas. points.
1: It was Dallas.
0: Yeah, any kind of hope that Dallas had, maybe they could, you know, after last week's come-from-behind win with Andy Dalton was kind of squashed. And this is after a lot of people were dropping Arizona's defense in a lot of leagues. I, I did. Their... I
1: did. I dropped them for the Giants, who also tied in fifth place with 14 points. So yes, it wasn't a bad – it was one point less. You know, like it's not necessarily a bad uh, drop, but I also dropped them in the other league that I lost by point four two yeah. points. So that might have that might have been the difference had I kept Arizona
0: in. Yeah, I, I had him in another league and I held on to him. I was like, I don't care. I'll just keep them. I think they're supposed to be good. Anyway, moving on to number three, we have Miami. Miami coming on hot at overall at 15 points, but at the defense, the offense, they're just like putting some stuff down together with some just scotch tape and some paper clips down there i don't know what they're doing what's in the water in miami right now so coming in at number two is pittsburgh doing their pittsburgh thing as i expected them to do scoring me 18 points this week they had two interceptions four sacks i mean they were just all over cleveland they had a pick six in there too so that that added up some points and coming in at number one was tampa bay with 19 points
1: Against Aaron Rodgers of all people I
0: I know crazy crazy stuff here and we talked about Tampa Bay defense a couple of weeks ago them starting to show up a little bit but we weren't sure how real they were but they're keep clicking I better think and better I think we
1: way. came to the conclusion that their quarterback was Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going to be giving the ball away that much.
0: Yeah, they're not going to put him in bad position too often down there with Mr. Mr. Brady. All right, so that rounds out our part one of our top five weekly position rankings. So let's take a break and get into some uh, current events. No real breaking news this week. So all the coaches are still coaching so far, but uh, I think there's a ticking clock on Adam Gason up in the Jets, but we'll see about that in the future. But first thing we want to talk about is and uh, Bell signs with the reigning Super Bowl champion Chiefs. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Do we care? I mean, I mean everyone's really excited. I hear all the hype, but do we care?
0: Well, I mean, if you have a Levy Bell on your team, yeah, I think you care. And I doubt he was available in any leagues, regardless of how good or not good he was doing. How are you going to play him? He can't even play, I think, for like two weeks, because whenever you sign a new player, it has to take, I think, 10 to 14 days before they're allowed in your facilities. And then the uptake of him learning, like, the playbook. I know he probably has the playbook, but he still has to do a whole lot of, like, onboarding stuff. I don't know. It's still but here's the here's the here it is. I'll I remember from what I was reading. Everybody's saying it's it's the end zone, it's the red zone. It's you know, ten yards out because Clyde Edwards Hilaire is like not getting it done down there. He has one of the worst ratios of being down in the red zone and not scoring. I think he has one touchdown out of nine chances or something like that, and it's the worst in all of football. So if you could put a guy in there like Levy and Bell he's going to be a goal line vulture. He could get you points just on touchdowns alone and maybe have 15 yards max.
1: I just feel like he's going to be a flex at best.
0: All right. So then you're saying that if somebody has Le'Veon Bell, sell high, sell high. I would. I mean,
1: how, how, look, I know Andy Reid is like the master of getting running backs a thousand yards, but they already have two that are getting it done and Williams and Edward Clyde. So I don't, I mean, again, how are you going to play all three of them as a coach is what I'm thinking. So I just I feel like there's a lot of hype. Yeah, he'll he's going to get some touches, but I feel like he's going to be more like Latavius Murray when it comes to his points.
0: Uh, very well, maybe, but I think he's touchdown dependent, but it could be big touchdown dependency actually might work out. But I, I, I would go with you, so high. I mean, everybody is running back hungry, so you probably definitely could squeeze a low-end wide receiver one out of this, I think, if you play it right. Tell
1: me now. tell me the last time he was
0: relevant points-wise, that's all. Like, I mean, I know he was playing for the Jets, but... Well, I mean, but again, play off the hype then. That's what I'm saying is I'll take your advice and say that you don't think he's do do great but if you have them go for them and if you're listening to us and you don't have them don't trade for him so there there you go all right let's move on Baker Mayfield was pulled this game his past game against the Steelers I mean is there really any worry there my, my thing is like does it do anything to the value of Odell Beckham Javaris Landry or even how they're do you think they're going to even run even more now or do you think this was just one of those games had to get him out of there get his head you know straight that kind of thing by the coach
1: Well, my Hulu sports went out, so I assume that's why they pulled him out of the game so he could help me with that, since that's a bigger priority than learning his playbook. Got it. Or making those
0: progressive commercials. He's got to make his commercials, too, you know.
1: You know, you got to earn your money somehow with the skill that you have. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think it was the Steelers. They were getting blown out. They didn't want to injure him any more than uh, he was going to get injured. So they pulled him for that reason, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he supposedly had a chest injury earlier in the week, but he still played. So there's some questions if that had anything to do with it. All right, let's move on to some more exciting news, though, about quarterbacks. And Mr. Tua, uh, uh, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name, but your Alabama alum making his (laughs) debut this week. Roll, Tide. There it is. I was waiting for it. A little anticipation there, though, Alex. I love your stagecraft. Uh, so uh, part of the reason it's just fun to bring this up. Supposedly it was all in garbage time. Uh, but also, the Dolphins aren't terrible after all, but the Vegets very much are. But, I mean... Everybody on Miami, certain players actually are given some fantasy value here. I mean, their running back, um, Gaskins, is very much a reliable RB2 every week in, week out. Their tight end is a solid tight end, you know, giving you points here and there. Uh, and Fitzmagic is just doing his Fitzmagic thing. So, all in all, any of those three guys, week in, week out, are not bad starters.
1: It's, uh, it's crazy to think
0: that, that Miami's doing well, but I, they are. I know. They're not the mess that we all thought they were, but the Jets very much are. Let's just move into the injury report real quick. So kind of actually short this week. I don't know about Jonu Smith. Take a look into that yourself. I just found out about that. Uh, The big ones I saw were Miles Sanders has a knee injury, and he is supposedly out for at least a week because they have a short week playing Thursday, possibly two, but they'll obviously find out later on. But at least one week he's probably not playing. And then also for the Eagles, Zach Ertz has a high ankle sprain, so he is out at least two or three weeks. Good news for the tight end people, though. Dallas Goddard is coming off of the IR, so this is what I've been waiting for. And he will resume his role as probably the number one receiver on all of the Eagles is going to be their tight end. So happy news there. Not great news for Sanders. How are you going to handle the Sanders thing?
1: Um, I'm going to put in Joshua Kelly and cross my fingers.
0: Sometimes that's all you can do with this kind of news, <laughs> but that's why you got Josh Kelly on the team for this type of situation where hopefully he'll, you know, the week you need him is the week he'll show up. And the other one was Raheem Moser. also has a high ankle sprain who's probably most likely good. Definitely going to be out three weeks, at least going on the IR. So the influx over there, I think Telvin Coleman might be coming off of the waiver wire or off of the IR. So don't know if that's going to be a help, but JD McK- kinzik i think is that the running back down there in um san francisco outside of
1: and he did really well the first time moisture went down so th- i want to talk about the fact that baltimore is on a buy and Minnesota's on a buy next week okay why do you want to talk about that well some people have the you know lamar jackson as a quarterback and and possibly the running back for minnesota alexander madison what a what would they do if they were in that situation for next week?
0: Um, I think I would then start Chris Carson who's coming off of a bye, and then I'm going to place in Ryan Tannehill, who is actually been outplaying Lamar Jackson. So I think whoever any big teams that are in those situations, I think they'll be okay. But better question, why do you have two kickers? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me try to get through this. The week after I said, if you're carrying two kickers, you should go jump (laughs) off a cliff or something to that elk. Just Uh, a second. Crosby Mason was on a buy and I saw that Koo was available. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Ko, Ko, uh, Koo? He, I think it's Koo. Koo? Koo? I don't know. I butcher everything, but everybody knows Atlanta's kicker. I picked him up because I saw he was available and I remember you talking him up. I think he was your kicker. And he was my I was
1: kicker. Like, I dropped him because he had a groin injury.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so he was down there and I was like, all right, great. I'll pick him up for the bye week and he ended up playing really well. And then I had a decision to make. Do I drop him or do I drop Mason C- Crosby? And and I was like, well, you know what? I have an extra bench. Let me just ride this out for another week, and it worked out very, very well for me. So I think I might tr- hold on to him, and I might drop Crosby. Uh,
1: you know, it's it's tough to say. They're kickers. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you've got two. You've got two good. Um, hey. You've got two good options. So it he got matter. me
0: 18 points this week, man. That is maxing out my kicker spot there. So I'm happy. Absolutely. To, so that that's what I'm looking at. Anyway, all right, moving on. Let's get back into our weekly position rankings here. Uh, let's get off of that sidebar. Uh, moving into the yeah. wide receiver position. <laughs> can uh, Alex, Min- can you... You know, what?
1: Minnesota yields the most points to kickers too. I just wanted to point that out. I see that on my screen.
0: You want me to do something for you? Is that uh, what you're asking? I would love to know about what the wide receiver position is doing this week is what I would love you to tell me.
1: Okay, so the wide receiver this uh this year have been doing really well i think Car- uh, calvin ridley actually um went down at some point got pulled from the game as well i feel like we left him off of our injury report aj brown uh, for tennessee coming at number five on your team will fuller i'm amazed week in and week out has averaged like 17 points somehow i'm just waiting for him to get injured like he always does because it's will fuller but he's number four christian kirk Coming up on the list for the first time on number three spot. Who who remembered Christian Kirk on the Arizona Cardinals? Because most people are talking about Hopkins and Fitzgerald. Then we've got the Julio Jones roll tide coming in at number two with 29 points. And then Justin Jefferson. I've been trying to trade for this guy in every league uh, coming in with 38 points. Good night. Two yep. touchdowns, 166 yards.
0: Yeah, you talked about Jefferson before too, and I think you had him eyed up. I think before the season started, but you just weren't able to get him where you thought he could. It happens. Uh yeah. I mean, the guy had we in our league has both the top two this week, so I guess maybe you're right. Maybe Julio Jones got a majority of those targets because Calvin Ridley went down, but Julio finally given up uh, doing some Julio stuff that we haven't seen as much this year. Uh, Christian Kirk, he kind of busted out tonight again. Hopkins was quiet because of this, so that happens. I haven't been tracking will fuller as much but i'd never trusted the guy but i have you've been tracking him yep he's Uh, got
1: 15 13 19 13 21 his floor is 13.4
0: wow that's kind of crazy and aj brown man second week back just keeps doing it i'm loving seeing it and this is what i've been waiting for is for him to come back and just like be that connection with Tannehill. and then they picked up right where they left off so very happy about that Yep, looks good. Moving into the running back position and coming in at number five, we have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire having one of his biggest games yet at 18 points. He had 161 yards on the ground, and that's it. 161 yards on the ground, but enough for 18 points. So good for him. Moving in at number four is my man, Ronald Jones, the second of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with 25 points, 113 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, the guy's doing exactly what I thought he was gonna do when I drafted him in the fifth round, so happy for that. Kudos to me. Uh, coming in at number three is this guy's finally had a big game. DeAndre Swift, another guy I was eyeing up that got snagged for me when I was gonna pick him up. Uh, he was supposed to be the rookie extraordinaire down there in Detroit, and finally is coming through there. I just want to take a look real quick. He's starting to come on.
1: Yeah, let's talk about him for a second. You look, um, he was he's gonna be on the thank you for the invite list. You left him on your bench. There's no way you started him this week. So yeah, he finally. Uh, popped off. Hopefully they'll keep doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, but this is coming off of the buy also the week before the buy. at 13 points, so maybe this is just starting to show a slow progression that he's finally getting there. Question is, do you trust them next week? Would you trust him?
1: Uh, no, I don't trust Detroit running
0: backs. <laughs> all right, fair, fair point. All right, moving to number two, we have Kenyon Drake having his biggest game of the season to date and really by your Uh They all just went to the ground this this game, it seems like, for Arizona, 164 yards and two touchdowns. They just fed him the rock.
1: They don't play Dallas every week.
0: So I was just going to bring up that point. Both the, these two guys, Drake and Christian Kirk, we're playing against Dallas here, who has one of the worst defenses in all of football, each week consistently giving up 30 plus points so
1: they lost their captain last
0: week they're not doing well no everything is just is treading downhill for them all right coming in at number one who is this is not too unsurprising derrick henry i mean they say not i I, it's not unsurprising i i I mean i don't the beginning of
1: the year i was i was so secretly just like oh i want derrick henry on my team and you're like he's gonna get injured They've worked him too hard. Well,
0: you know, I mean, he had had 22 attempts. So, I mean, he's about average. I I mean, he's had a lot. (laughs) 31 attempts, 25 attempts, 26 attempts, 19, 22. It's been one game where he's got less than 20 touches. So, I mean... But whatever, right? man. I mean, whatever works for right now. The guy is putting up the points. And he is a workhorse, though. Like, when they give him the rock, the man delivers.
1: That's it. They'd never done it before. He'd never – he'd always had to yeah. share it. So, this is his first time to get yeah, to share it. Yeah, and
0: you. he's definitely doing it. And Houston. I mean, I'm sorry. And Tennessee seems to be clicking on all cylinders there. We're running game, throwing game. They're, they've they got it going on. So, good to have Tennessee players right now. All right, Alex. Let's move on into our weekly recaps for our, each of our leagues. And we did touch talk about it a little bit at the top. But uh, so – How did you do in the L.A. Locals League that we're both in together?
1: Um, Again, I was playing Jason, and he did really well for Jason. Uh, And I was down like 20 points going into Monday Night Football with my quarterback and Kelsey. Uh, But luckily I pulled it out because – And it was Jason.
0: Yeah, he just can't seem to quite put all the pieces together. He always has enough of a thread to do it, but he doesn't quite put him in the right spots. And good for you. So you're what, on a three-game win streak now? Four-game win streak?
1: I should be in like third place coming out of uh, the tournament. Yeah,
0: so uh, unfortunately, the man above you, Bill, also won, but he beat our commish. So I'm happy about that. That keeps our commission down in last place, which is always fun. Whenever your commissioner is last place, it's it's a good season. So I ended up winning. I beat our friend Chris uh, 147.34 to 85.04. This was my best showing of the season by far, and I just had a lot of guys clicking. And I still actually probably got a few more points. Uh, missed points on the bench for me was Brandon Akayu. He had eight points, but the guy I put in his place was Malcolm Hardham of Kansas City. And the one week I put in Kansas City, more uh, wide receiver. They decide to go run heavy, and he got zero points for me. So that was a big over, uh which is disappointing. But it didn't, didn't hurt me, except in maybe gaining some more points to try to jump up in the standings there. That's where it does bite me a little bit. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at that now. I'm actually going to be in fourth place. Frankie will be in third. But I want to just – I should have put in – Carson Wentz. I've got more points had I put in Carson Wentz over Allen.
0: So, oh, actually, I wanted to talk to you about this. So this is the second week in a row. Allen, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills has had an off game. Uh, they lost their second game in a row. Questions starting to arise. Is this starting to be the real Josh Allen? Or are they figuring something out about him? And would you think about making a move?
1: He is playing the Jets <laughs> next week and then the Patriots and then the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm good for the next three weeks on Josh Allen. I'm not too worried. But week 11, then I have a bye. So I'll have to play Wentz. Uh, and he's playing Cleveland. So look, there lucky me. All right. Well, uh, all right.
0: I was just curious because I saw that happening. You know,
1: I feel like we went through this last year where I didn't play my starter. I, I, I kept switching and I kept making the wrong decision. So I
0: drafted. If you make that move, you just got to be a whole hog in and just make that move. You can't be this you know, wishy washy each week on
1: I was I was chasing the dragon last year and this year
0: I'm not doing that so much. All right, Alex, you're you're growing and maturing. I appreciate the uh, strategy you got going on there, so I like it. Yeah, so and then how did your other leagues go the rest of the week, the other three leagues?
1: Man, I've got one league where I had like six people on a bye oh. and we don't even we don't even have an IR spot. Ooh. And I have Goddard, I had I've got someone I've got like Corey Davis who actually had COVID and could have used some sort of spot. So I tried my hardest. I picked up Fells as my tight end. Um and I've got Waller. Uh I've got Josh Jacobs as well. And I just I could not fill enough I could not drop enough of my players <laughs> to fill it. So I lost.
0: <laughs> That's a strange league to not have any IR spots. That is a weird one, especially in COVID times. Weird one. My legs. I was 1-1 one one in my other league, so I won my dynasty. So this was—okay, so my LA locals, like I was mentioning at the top, super high, man. Just riding strong, 147 points, super happy. Had the game. I had the weekend locked down probably halfway through game one and it was great my dynasty league though was the nail biter where it came down to monday night i had going into monday night i had john brown and deandre hopkins and my opponent had andy dalton and zeke you know i was up by like four points and long story short i ended up winning by less than a point
1: were you playing against
0: me you were playing against well, me. I, it had flavors of that, Alex, because uh, luckily uh, Zeke had two fumbles and Andy Dalton had two picks. I ended up actually winning that game where I thought there was no chance I had to win that game uh, with those two going into it. So that was fun. Also, uh, was my commissioner. So, again, it's always happy days when you beat your commissioner in any league. And in my right. other work league, I lost in this league. I'm, I'm just kind of lost in this league. I have the pieces, but I can't pull all the right strings. It's one of those seasons, those leagues. I guess I'm not giving it as much attention. It's always my third league. I'm never hitting the right players at the right time because I'm not studying it as much. I hear you, man. I need running backs. I need running backs so badly because we have the same strategy for most of all our right, teams. all right, yeah. So, I don't know. It's Everybody has those leagues. When you're getting the multi-league kind of lifestyle, you're always got one or two that are your kind of bottom feeder leagues that you don't pay as much attention to. Even though you draft pretty well and all that kind of stuff, and you occasionally can pick up some players, it still just doesn't all come together. But so is fantasy football. So, let's uh, get into our strategy talk. I don't know what your thoughts are. So, my thoughts are, where are we at right now? I think we're going into, uh, what are we going to, week seven I think there's not a whole lot going on right now and I my advice right now is maybe to kind of stand pat.
1: Yeah, we're halfway through essentially. This is a week we're coming into week 7. You've got like 13 weeks of regular season. Right now you should be sitting about where you're going to be or trying to make a move if you're not where you want to be
0: yeah it is that middle stretch this is kind of this that troughed in the season where it's hard to kind of stay focused as well I think there's probably a lot of people who are in that lower part of their standings might be fading in and out and I recommend don't everybody still has a chance for the most part outside of being a one-win team like our commissioner you have a chance <laughs> you have a chance yeah, absolutely do you have any other strategy points you wanted to touch on
1: you know I always like to go over waiver wire stuff I feel like that's kind of uh, one of our fortes that we do. So Fitzpatrick, if you can get him. Uh, Tannehill is another good quarterback out there. Who are some of the other ones that you can think of off the top of your head? We talked about some of the the newer players in our top five list. What do you
0: think of uh, Garoppolo if people are struggling for a bye week quarterback? Do you think he's finding his groove back or no, just leave him on the waiver wire?
1: I would probably pick him up before I'd pick up Carson
0: Palmer. This is true.
1: Because <laughs> Carson Palmer isn't even
0: in the league anymore.
1: Not Carson Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy, Philip, Philip Rivers. I'm there sorry. He is. There Rivers. He is.
0: That was a quite, quite I was, the indictment. I, was looking, I, I was thought like you were really going for a, for a hard joke there on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: No, I, I was looking for my waiver wire list for you and I, uh, I couldn't find it. Um, so I guess I'll have to attach it to the Instagram.
0: The tight end spot is really friggin' hard. I, I don't see anything that's really available. I mean, Logan Thomas was just hovering there, but he, He's like the best of like an awful situation. If you're trying to pick up tight ends off the waiver wire, Darren fells. Yeah. I picked him up. You picked him up. I, again, I messed up and didn't play him. Luckily it didn't bite me in the butt. I, that was my dynasty league. I had total plans of putting him in for John Brown. Cause him and Chark were questionable this week and I didn't know what to do. And I put in Brown anyway, long story short, it didn't work out, but uh, Fels, uh played really well. My question is, is he going to continue? Jordan Atkins is the tight end on Houston, the other one, but he's out. So I think Fells is a decent one if, if he's available. And for the running back, do you have any thoughts on a running back position? Yeah, I'm going to have to pick up um, Ido Smith,
1: maybe. I think it was like a, a handcuff my Todd Gurley situation. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you would take him over Brian Hill.
1: I, I've always been an Ito Smith fan. I feel like me and you have been fighting over this guy like it was our dynasty yeah. pick. Um, he, he has had flashes in his career where like even the analysts are like, Woo, doggy. Like just their reactions enough. Watching this kid play is enough for me to be like, I'm going to favor my handcuffed towards him, but I see that they're giving Hill the rock more, but I feel like Ito Smith is like the goal linebacker.
0: All right. All right. That's a, that's some good insight there. The other one too, you want to, when to look at is Boston Scott Sanders wasn't there for the Eagles in week one and week two and Boston Scott did nothing, but you know, there's some people think that if there's a chance of him doing something, this could be it. They're playing the giants. So I think that's a big factor in it. And last time he played the giants, he had like 113 yards and two touchdowns. So If you're, again, you're really struggling, digging deep, Boston Scott. But again, this is part of why I feel like at this point in the season, if you're at least okay, just... Ride your guys you've picked up so far and you drafted. I, I think there's been a lot of moves. I think that this is the best time of the year to kind of just take a look at what you have and allow some of them to fill so out. So
1: you don't you don't believe in Boston Scott is what you're saying? As an Eagles fan, you don't see anything that that makes you want to no. pick him up.
0: No, I I'm not even going to make a play on him. I, that's why I bring him up because I don't care. I I'm not even gonna consider it. Uh, I have I have Mattinson on my roster and he did nothing from this week. But like I'm. We talked about that, though. I feel like... I think we'd brought that up before where I'd said, like,
1: he is a good back as a backup. But, like, whenever he's gotten his, like, shining light, he never seems to do anything
0: with it. I was shocked. I mean, it's, like, the perfect setup for him. He finally gets a start after he had a big fill-in game, like you said. And then he got the rock and... He did nothing with it. It was so frustrating. Luckily, again, it didn't matter because all my other guys showed up, but I, it's uh, annoying. Luckily, Chris Carson comes back. What are you going to do with him? Are you keeping I'm going to hold on to him, yeah, just because look what happens. It's Dalvin Cook, and you never know. If if Dalvin Cook gets hurt long term, which is completely possible, then I think maybe the flow part comes back. But, again, Minnesota is a, such a Jekyll and Hyde team this year, where one week they can yeah. throw up you know 60 points, and Kirk Cousins is like the savior another week. They're all just mediocre.
1: They're missing digs. They're really, yeah, missing they don't digs. have a,
0: that extra guy that everybody has to take care of. They're all just, you know, closing in on Thielen. they got Justin Jefferson now, but still it's, it's, we'll see how that all works out. Uh, the other one I said is Dallas Goddard. We already mentioned him. Uh, the other two we mentioned is Talvin cook and, uh, JD McKinsey, uh, for San Francisco. So those are a couple other guys we already talked about that we could also, you might want to look into if they're available. I don't know if people Dallas Goddard, if they dropped him or if they kept him on the IR smart people, keep him on the IR, but not everybody has smart people in their league. So if he's available, pick up Dallas Goddard.
1: Yep. I kept him on my bench. We don't even have an IR oh, that yeah. spot.
0: That's a default, de facto IR spot then for him. All right, Alex. Uh, so do you have anything else going on? Um, oh, my question to you. What do you think about sitting uh, Jackson for Tannehill for the rest of the season? Do you think that looks like a decent strategy?
1: If the defense is as good as they seem to be, the offense isn't going to have to do as much. So it it is kind of trending in that direction. Can we talk about uh, Jackson and Baltimore here? Yeah. So like, I know I know you spend a lot on them value wise, but if the game script is they're ahead a lot, they may be running the ball more.
0: Yeah. You know what? And I don't care at this point because I have a backup quarterback who's putting up close to the same points, if not more. So it's like, I'm not this value guy now anymore at this point in the season. Yeah. I would, I'm thinking about making the switch. So we'll see, but they're both good to have on my team right now. And we'll, we'll ride it out. So that'll be part of my sit, start debates this week. So. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on we haven't hit on? No, I think we did it all. You can find us at Instagram at Fantasy
1: Football Wins. You can find me at Alex Last on TikTok. Where can they find you?
0: They can find me at Jay Stravs on Twitter. And if you have any feedback, hit us up at FFISTrategy at gmail.com. So, Alex, if there's nothing else, I'll talk to you next week.
1: Sounds good. Good luck, buddy.